Welcome to the Level Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I could not get you to stop talking. What a woman speak. Do you see what I'm saying? How to break through with your spouse, your partner. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. How did you handle this? The man's kind of got it good. I feel like you're getting off on a little bit of soapbox. This is me rolling my eyes. This is really great. I really... Rolling. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And we are very, very thankful. I say this every time that we have... Honestly, that anyone listens to this. I know. When somebody stops us and tells us they listen, I, I it takes me oh, quite a bit, first of all, to ask, like, what are you listening to? I rem- and then I remember, oh, <laughs> the podcast. I remember when we started, this is a little, like, unpacking behind the scenes. I remember when we started the night before it released. Andre, you got so stressed out. Do you remember that? Oh, that was when I freaked out and signed us up for marriage counseling. <laughs> In like a hot minute. and But we had to have a serious conversation on what success was on this project. And ultimately, I think... I just said some listeners. Right. And I think and where... <laughs> well, uh, in hindsight, I think where I have found success. Uh, personally, it's really helped us in our marriage. But secondly, people stop us at times and share their stories about how it's really impacted them and their marriage. And we got to talk with a couple just last week about how this has led to them connecting with a counselor themselves and they have a startup project and it's really been important for them and their family. And so for us, hopefully if, if you're listening, you're one of those people, we'd love to hear from you. That keeps us going. Yeah. Real life stories. So today is going to be a unique podcast. It's just you and I. Oh boy. Here we go. Be ready. We, for the last couple of years, have done this session with some friends through Plywood, through our nonprofit organization. And if you don't know about Plywood People, please look us up, plywoodpeople.com. We help tons of projects and startups getting off the ground. We're part of that project. This is a project underneath that nonprofit organization. And, but we get to sit down with people and share some things that we've learned around this idea of dreamers and realists. I'm the dreamer. I'm the realist. So this is going to be fun. We're going to share some of those things with you today. This is not going to be a really long podcast, but we're going to share a little bit of some things we've learned along the way. Yeah. So, I mean, Jeff is a dreamer in like the highest extent that you can possibly think of. So he, (laughs) he wakes up every morning with 20 something ideas. I mean, running through his head. And, you know, in the beginning of marriage, like, you're like, oh, he's a dreamer. That's great. But when he starts talking to you about uh, all the ideas and all the things that we want to do and we're going to do and this and that and how exciting it all is going to be. Hang on. The tone sounds a little... What? I'm um, just talking from my point of view. I feel like it's a little negative at the start. It's so great. But (laughs) then... I'm the realist and I'm thinking in my head, like, how do we got time for all this and what happened and the money for all this? And then what, what happened to the 20 ideas he just told me yesterday? Like, are we doing those still? And now he just told me 25 more. And like, yes, I would, it would stress me out. It does stress you out. Less now Mm. over the years, but in uh, the beginning, like high levels of stress. Well, it's taken a long process to get to this point to be able to talk about the things we've learned. But the biggest, you know, I started kind of squashing your dreams. Like, 
You well, would give on. me an idea. Hang on. One, one thing. So the point of this really is that there, hopefully there's some people that can relate with this. There's probably some dreamers. It's not always the man. It's not always the woman. But there's dreamers and realists, and we want to give some perspective on things we've learned. Keep going. So he would start with all his dreaming and all his ideas, and then I would stress out, and I would just say no. No. You would say no. No. We're not going to do that. No, that's a bad idea, Jeff. Maybe not even just a no, maybe like a hell no, because that's not going to happen. We don't have money for that. I don't got time for that. You know, at that time, fully, you know, working full time, even later kids, like it was crazy. So. And, so, and some of the ideas we should have said there. no, definitely. I mean, still today should say no to. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. To get Way out to there. You. Way out there. Way out there. But I think what, you know, we started realize well, with just the quick no is you know it came to a head one day when you were upset and you were saying that I was just squashing all your dreams and <laughs> I didn't say that that's what you were doing yeah you were literally squashing all my dreams okay yeah but you did tell me and it kind of all of a sudden became clear to me that that's not really what I want to do. That's not the intent. Mm -hmm. The intent is not to squash them all. And the intent is then, because for you, then it felt like you couldn't, you couldn't dream, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm just going to squash it, then why would, why would you even keep telling me and coming up with ideas? And the reality is I don't do every dream. Yes. So some are just random ideas. Right. But I didn't, but I didn't know that. I didn't know what ones you were just chatting about, you know, to just talk about or which ones you actually really wanted to do. It was really confusing to me. And at the core, when we really talked through this, the the one thing that we both learned is that you believe in me. You believe in my ideas. Yes. And I want you to have ideas that gives you life. That brings you joy. And that's something you love about me, right? And that's your creative spirit. Yeah. So So if I I wasn't doing that at all, when you step back and look at it, you'd be thinking, well, I'm not actually, I don't, I'm, I'm, Jeff's not doing what he's designed to do. Right. That's part of who you are. Right. So I don't want to be a dream squasher. Which you're not. And listeners, this could be your partnership Mm -hmm. with your spouse, your partner in life. Or this could be your work relationships. This could be your boss. This could be your coworkers. So we're, we're starting from point number one is we don't want to be dream squashers. Right. If you, so if you're working or married to a dreamer, number one, we, we don't want to be a, a dream squasher. We want to support people in their dreams. Then now we're going to talk about the process right. of how you can work through that. Sure. So this process is the process that we work through. It might look a little different for you and your scenario, but we had to kind of realize that I, I, first Andre had to realize that just because I have an idea, I'm not going to do every idea. Yes. And, and that, that was a starting place. Yeah. And that relieved a little bit of the stress, I think. Um, and then, you know, in this process, it really what I found is that I needed to give him space for dreaming and time to let them fizzle away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 20 ideas yesterday and I would say, wow, those are great ideas. That's amazing. I love all of your ideas. 
They're so great, Jeff. That's so good. Thank, hang on. Say that one more time. Your ideas are just so great. This is good. I need so to put that on replay. So you really encourage the dreaming right then, and you encourage the dreamer. You know what? Hang on. You know what would be awesome is if you left... I'm going to just... You You're can call my phone. Keep this recording? No, no, no. Just call my phone. I'm not going to answer it. Leave a voicemail and just say what you just said, and I will never erase it. <laughs> I'll just, when I'm in the down place and I'm like, I don't know if Andre actually believes in my idea. I'm just going to listen to it. I love it. So start with the encouragement. But then really, you know, as a realist, you have to kind of let it go. I let it go. I don't hold on to any one of those 20 ideas. I let it go. And I... And believing and believing that this is just Jeff... Releasing. And Jeff, like, having his creative space that he needs to be able to create. Right. And his process, yeah. And so then I release it, let it all go. We're not doing anything yet, people. We're just letting it go. Then time goes on. If there is an idea that he has said, and it comes back around another month later, and it's that same thing, and it comes back around another week later, and he kind of repeats the same idea... That's when I hold on to that one little idea and I ask one question of him. And it will usually be, I would love for you to tell me more. Like, how do you think we could make that happen? And it's really kind of this piece of nugget for Jeff to dig in a little bit more on it. And Sometimes you challenge me a little bit to kind of go, yeah, have you researched that? Like, what? Just what have you found out through your research? Like it'll be something yes. very vague like, like one that. little thing that he has to do yeah. about that idea. And then I let it go again because it's up to him. It's up to him to do that one little thing. She hasn't given me her opinion on it. She no just opinion. is looking for a little more information. She, You do know that if I bring something up a couple times, it, in your head it... it triggers oh he's actually kind of serious about this more than thinking about doing it yeah you're thinking about doing it not just thinking it's stuck with me for a little bit longer right now for the dreamer don't just activate something some random idea like sleep on it give it a little bit of time and in that's a in fairness of the realist in your life yeah and then so jeff basically i let it go and he has to come back with that nugget of information that i asked for and if he does then we get to move on to the next phase which is my favorite phase of all where i get to actually be the realist and really kind of dig in depth of okay well what's the money what's the timeline what's this you know and a little bit more than right at the beginning yes definitely and then if he doesn't come back, so if Jeff doesn't do the work and he doesn't come back, you let it go. It was just a random idea. It didn't and really matter. And he didn't really anyways. want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you've also realized is if you comment on something in real time when I'm like just kind of messing around with an idea or whatever, honestly, your perspective is a little more jaded at the beginning. But when I've given it time and you've given it time, you're kind of going, oh, he's actually really serious about this. He's really thinking about it. And you, I will say your tone is a little more... Open. Yeah, open. Because you're like, he's kind of serious. I need to be kind about this. Like, I need to... It's not just like, I need to say no. It's like, I need to kind of see what he sees in this. I've noticed that about you is when, because you've given it time, 
you're willing to take it a little more serious and, and process it with me, not just, is it a yes or no decision? Right. And I'm not coming from a place of stress too, right. which I think that's the thing is I've let it all go. I'm not holding on to anything. I'm not stressing about it yet because it's not a reality yet. And there's so. times that even at that stage, we've decided it's not a good time to do it. But if we decide to do something about it, can you talk about what we do next? Yeah. So the next thing is really kind of coming up with a timeline and a budget. Yep. So. We create a little experiment around it, right? So I'm willing to try this idea right. for an extent, a, a certain period of time, which we clearly define. But we're not betting our house on it initially. No. And a certain budget. Yes. That we clearly define. Yeah. When and we started, we used to do these. We actually created a bank account at the beginning. We don't have that anymore. But it was just a little savings account for Jeff's crazy ideas. And we had $500 in it. So some of these first ideas, we would literally say, okay, we have $500 in this account for you to explore it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so like talk about what, what was the coffee, the so, coffee house. Yeah. So some of the ideas got more expensive over time and some of those ideas today plywood exists because of that experiment. Gift card giver expi- <laughs> exists because of that experiment. Love or work exists because <laughs> of that experiment. So we've actually kind of seen this play out in different things. Now, now let me tell you about a story that didn't, didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> Leroy Barber and I, who he was on a podcast of, uh, last month or uh, last yeah. couple of months, we started a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the record, coffee shops are more than $500 to get started. We started a coffee shop in a developing neighborhood in Atlanta that is called Community Grounds. And there was another guy that joined us too. And so we invested in this coffee shop. I ended up working out of it every day. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that for that neighborhood, we needed a safe place to gather people we would have computers for people to look up jobs. There's a lot of kind of social a community elements it was, to it. Yeah. yeah, community services were going to be there too, not just coffee. And we had some amazing nights. One of my favorite nights there. And so many ideas. So many ideas came out. I mean, so I mean, it was just there's so many good things about Leroy this coffee shop. and Jeff, the dreamers. Do you remember when Jamie Torkowski brought to write "Love on Her Arms" and did a whole concert series with Zach Williams, who's now of the Lone, Lone Bellow? Bellow. Yeah, that was the first time we ever heard him sing. We had this amazing. He wasn't was, even part of Lone Bellow yet. It, Packed the place out. It was probably one of my favorite nights. It was my favorite night we were there. But, but this idea still failed, Jeff. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is we cre- it didn't fail. Okay. To be Chris, this is I, it, it, I agree. Okay, you're right. It did not. But go ahead. Um, and I'll explain why I say that in a minute. We created a timeline and a budget. We invested significantly in this project, mm-hmm. but we said we're giving it six months, I think was the timeline. Yeah. And I remember at the end of six months, I didn't even realize, I forgot that we had said six months, but I knew we needed to invest more money. Well, it was time to, it was time to invest more money or get out. And you came back to me and said, I was, exp- I was planning on investing. Oh money. yeah. He came back to me ready to like give a whole bunch more money. And it's six months later. And I was like, well, show me the numbers because we said we were going to do six months. And what, if- what was cool about that though, was we did agree. This is the timeline. Here's the budget and right. at the, at this time. And at which I had actually forgot about the timeline a little bit, but you were very clear and you were like, Hey, when we, we started this, this yeah. we're going to do this for six months and we're going to reevaluate. So, and you reminded me that, and, I, and when you, re- I remember you reminded me, it was like, oh, you're right. This is what we agreed on. It wasn't. So we were done. 
at that point in terms of investing? What we realized is the social return on the project was amazing. Great. The financial return, it was going to cost us a lot of money to keep it going. Yeah. So at that point, we had to have some serious conversations with our partners and say, we can't keep doing this. In the end, we ended up turning it into a nonprofit project. That's why I say it, it wasn't yeah, a it's, failure. It's changed and, and it's somebody still, else is in. Yeah, and it still exists today. Mm-hmm. And they've done a better job than we have done in, in this project. Yeah. So it's sustaining. If you've ever been in Atlanta, there's a coffee shop called Community Grounds it's in South Atlanta. It's an awesome place for It has community. a store there now yeah. and it's amazing. There's actually a grocery store right there. Yeah. But I say that as an example to kind of go, we, you have to create a process for the dreamers to be able to dream and to be able to try things. And also for the realists to be able to respond to those dreams. Yeah. So the three parts are don't be the dream squasher. That's number one. Remember that. I think that should be your next tattoo. Oh my God. Number two. Be uh, a dream lover, not a dream squasher. Number two is that process where we're giving space for the dreaming to happen space and time for the dreaming to happen and allowing that process to happen before you realists dig your little fingers in there and try to get a budget and money and this and that out of it. And then the third thing is having a true timeline and a budget that you're willing to experiment around. Yeah. Yeah. Experiment around. I mean, if you are a dreamer, it's going to take some, sometimes, sometimes you're going to have to try some stuff. You're going to have to courageously try some things, but that doesn't mean you should do all of them. Yeah. And so that's been really helpful for us as a family to kind of create a system around the ridiculous ideas we have. You you have. have. I mean, you, oh, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, so I'm the only one with ideas in this family. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm 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 gonna do one quick interjection. Oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is oh, he's he's buttoning into the process here. I know. I'm sorry. I, I just it. have to. I, just a quick question that hit me. Is it possible for the realist to ever become a dreamer, or the dreamer to ever become a realist? You don't want them to stop being one of the them, themselves, but to be more or be con- highly conscious at the same time of the other. That's a great question, Kevin. It's a great question. Yeah. So first of all, I'm never going to be the, the, the extent of a dreamer that Jeff is. But one of the things that being married to him for so long has done is just open that part of my brain that I probably shut down all the time because I'm so <laughs> into the realist, you know, mm. details that, you know, when it's just me by myself, I probably would never be a dreamer because I am way too detailed and way too pragmatic. But you have this like airy creativity kind of out there kind of thing that it's one of those things that actually encourages me to dream. And because you are a dreamer, you always encourage other people to dream. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's probably rubbed off on me more in a sense that I do dream more being you know, in partnership with you for sure. Yeah. And vice versa. I have become more of a realist in my dreams. Yeah. I don't think I come to you with the extreme dreams I used to that make, that don't make sense anymore. Like I, I have, you've definitely filtered it. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean my dreams aren't there. Like the crazy ideas are not there. It just means I've learned to filter things through a better lens. And I also, I also kind of have your voice in my head all the freaking time. I'm like, well, this ain't going to work. I don't oh, know. I, you love it. Like, I'm like, and I've, if you ask people on my team, they'll be like, in some means, I'll be like, oh, Andre's going to love this idea. I'll say something like that, not because I, 
It's it's because I know what you think we should be spending time on and not spending time on. So there's yeah. So you have a little bit of a realist from me because yeah. you have my voice in your head. And I have I have more encouragement from you to dream. Right. And you've dreamt about some really cool things. I mean, even, you know, the dream of going to Honduras yearly, which which you've done for a lot of years in a row. I'm not sure what that's going to look like going forward. Or my VW bus. You <laughs> that dream happened. Yes. That was a disaster. It wasn't. It was the best time of our lives. Um, <laughs> it was. It, One day, listeners, we will tell you the true. You will hear all about the story. Dub. And more recently, you have this dream of putting a tiny house in our backyard. Yes, I'm really excited about it. It actually might happen someday. Yeah. So I think we see each other and we allow more space for it, Kevin, but I don't think I'll ever get to the level of your dreaming and your ideas. But that's all right. Hang on. I don't, I wouldn't say it like that. I wouldn't say the level. I feel like that makes me sound like I have better ideas, and I don't think that's the case at all. I just have a quantity of ideas. (laughs) That is n- that is not do. I mean, to be really so real, many more. I have ideas. a quantity of ideas that are that is not possible to ever do in this world. <laughs> you have less ideas, but they're probably on a percentage wise would be better than mine. Okay, let's talk about one more thing that I would advise on. Okay, all right, and this could be partnership or not or whatever. Yes. If there, if you're a realist yes. and and you're doing a business together with your partner and a dreamer. There are some parts that are extremely stressful for a realist. And so, for example, I will never be involved in Jeff's financials. Hmm. I will not be involved in plywood and financials in any capacity because that will stress me out. I'll also never be involved. You know, so there's certain things like I'm no longer a part of the plywood board because they do these dreaming sessions and it stresses me out. It just adds too much. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? I don't need to be a part of that. And you believe in the people that are on that board to make good decisions for and the I sake believe of in me your, and our family and our organization. And I believe in your team. Yep. And I believe plywood will exist without me being involved in these little financial details and things like that. And so I would say for a realist and, you know, to like know your part and, mm. You can step out of that. Like, you don't have to be a part of it. If it is going to cause marital stress, partner stress, and all you do, you find yourself, all you do, you're fighting about financials or you're fighting about these certain little aspects. Mm-mm. So you're giving step us... yourself out. We had three main points, and you, then you just threw in a bonus. I just threw in a bonus. If there. you're a realist, let me, let me say again what you just said. If you're a realist and you know there's environments that are going to add stress to your life, select your, like step de- yourself out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Step yourself out. You don't have to be in every dreaming session if that's no. going to add stress to your marriage. No. Family. Yeah. It added so much. Your board meetings yeah. stressed me out it did. so bad. And my other board members knew that. And it was like, and, and it, I just took myself off the board. Yeah. Just, you kind of fired yourself. I fired myself. And everyone kind of agreed <laughs> to the firing of it. <laughs> it was like, whoo, Andre's out. Great. No, I'm just kidding. You no, that's rude. That was rude. I, I don't mean that, but it was the right decision for the organization and for for our family. Yeah. Okay. So it was you, right for my soul. For your soul. So this is for dreamers, realists. Hopefully, you had a couple of practical takeaways from this conversation. We wrestle with it constantly. Like these main things don't solve everything. 
But at the core, Andre, as a realist, believes in my ideas, but doesn't believe in all of them. So we had to create some processes to make sure that I know that she believes in me and my ideas, but yet also gives her the time to speak into them at the right time Yeah, where it doesn't squash me. So that's worked and for actually, us. Actually, you know, in realists, you're making their ideas better. You really are. Yeah, all the time. You're bringing like true, you know, practicality. You're bringing true, like you're the one that's going to be able to let them know if this is going to work or not. Mm -hmm. So you are really important in the idea. It's just when you step into it. What's the right moment? When's the right moment? Mm -hmm. And you have to be really careful about that. Wow. I hope this is encouragement to everybody listening. We are thankful that you listen with us and join us in these conversations. Online, we're probably going to ask this question. Maybe we might add, a, add Kevin's question, but things you've learned about um, being in a partnership with Dreamers and Realists, add your voice to the Instagram conversation that we have at Love or Work. Don't forget to review us on the podcast and share this with your friends. Um, we will or talk. the dreamer or the oh. realist in your own life. Yeah, hopefully this can be something Tag you can them. share with them. Tag yeah. them and send it their way. Loveorwork.com at loveorwork. This is another episode of Love or Work. We will see you next week. Bye.